Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. I'm Russell Brand, of course, and this week I spoke with Edward Snowden. Do you know who Edward Snowden is? Come on. He's a renowned whistleblower and former computer intelligence consultant who worked for the CIA and the NSA. He copied and leaked highly classified information from the NSA in 2013 when he was a CIA employee. His disclosures revealed numerous global surveillance programs, many run by the NSA and the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance which I think is a sort of like they're trying to have fun. <laughs> hey, we're the five eyes. Bada, bop, bop, bop. Uh, <laughs> with the cooperation of telecommunication companies and European governments. Edward no longer lives in the US since his passport was revoked and it became clear they planned to murder him. <laughs> He's still waiting to see if he'll be allowed to return. He's written a book about his life called Permanent Record. Nice, which is available now. If you'd like to listen to the rest of the podcast and all of my Luminary Under the Skin podcasts, all you have to do is download Luminary. You can get a subscription for as little as two ninety nine a month with their annual plan, plus a seven-day free trial to get started. Also, while you're doing it, you'll get another podcast for free. Well, not for free. It's two ninety nine a month, but included in that. As little as two ninety nine a month. As little as. All right, because you might be more if you get it in a different way. Is that the annual version? Yeah, it's a one-off payment. It's a one-off payment. It's 28 whatevers, dollary dues. Yeah, look... This is it. This is there is <laughs> there is money involved, um, but you will also get for that under the uh, new podcast above the noise where I do guided meditations. They're good, aren't they, Jen? Yes. What I listened mean? to it to the first episode today. I mean, I listened to it multiple times, but again today. Jen, you are on thin, <laughs> thin I do what? I ice. To it. The ice. I is... proved it. I proved it. I have that power. I'm not questioning your power, Jen. I'm questioning your loyalty. I'm questioning your decency. I'm questioning your very soul, Jen. It's a big and exciting episode with Edward Snowden. I hope you've had a look at some of the clips on YouTube of us talking to him and me analysing retrospectively this conversation because I didn't want to interrupt him at the time. Although mates of mine have said it is a good discourse. Although I've not had a single compliment from my producer and co-worker... What? And colleague, <laughs> Jen Go. Jen. compliment about what? The style of the <laughs> chat. Yeah, but you've got your new styles in the last year. What new styles? Um, attentive listening. I don't know what they <laughs> call it. It's pretty good, isn't, isn't it? The old some, new style. But don't, why is there two different forms of listening? There isn't just one hearing. <laughs> What do you mean? You've obviously been thinking about this on your own on one of your long car journeys or your interminable stretches of solitude in your grim little dwelling by the sea. I almost sent you a sea. picture of my run. You went at what? I almost sent you a picture of my run. I went on the first run, the first run for a year yesterday. Yeah, I went and, well, I ran at home from my MOT, but it was along the beach. Why? Are we being done for fraud? You ran <laughs> home from your MOT. Why did you sprint away from your MOT? I had no way of getting home. <laughs> what are you wearing I don't mean that in a pervert way is where you're wearing appropriate yeah, attire sure. for actually, running actually I ran and then I ran back to QuickFit in my running gear obviously you've been sprinting back and forth from QuickFit eh yeah. what did they make of you at QuickFit I don't know weird probably I would have thought so Jen because I have a big red face were you at Lower Soft QuickFit is that where you were yes I may or may not live in Lower Soft in any event you're at Lower Soft QuickFit <laughs> They're well, I imagine nice. the quick fit fitters thought you was a right little freak. Why? Whereas I was at a quick fit recently, and I couldn't have formed a more easy bond with the guys working there. Why? Because you tried really hard. No, Jim, because <laughs> I have a natural rapport with the quick fitters. Hi, guys. It's me, old Russ. I <laughs> asked for his name and everything because he was so nice. Not in a weird way. Go on, then. I'll be him. All right, what's, uh, okay, what we need to do? I was like, what's wrong? It failed. <laughs> Am 
emoji. It's you failed it. Yeah, it's okay now. You've only had that car 10 minutes. It's old. It's 16 years old. Is that? Yeah. But they kept calling me your BMW. So they remembered me. What they call, do, they have, do they have like sort of slight low stuff accents and that? Like that? No, not really. How'd they talk? Normal. Because they're on the border of Suffolk and Norfolk. Mm. So maybe it's a, that's Norfolk. Did you manage to embarrass yourself down there quickly? Well, yeah, because I showed up with a big red face after my run. That's the last thing they need down quick fit, revolting. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, that was some banter. I hope you played the banter to canter jingle. Okay, I'll play it now. Banter to canter. Well, what if there's no more banter? <laughs> it's punctuating the end. <laughs> Well, it's a sort of, it's a coda. Because there's never a, a moment where I can just play it. It would be very shocking just to suddenly play the jingle. Well, you that's such a point of the jingle. Shock <laughs> people. Shock them. <laughs> Shock them good. Listen, they're about to listen to Edward Snowden r- reveal the amount of surveillance that is at play, the amount of power governments in cooperation or collaboration with conspiracy even, with tech companies have. And you want, you're you worried about shocking them with a jingle jet? Because yeah. <laughs> you might be saying something and then suddenly we're in banter decanter. Banter decanter, decanter, decanter. Put it on. Banter decanter. And what about the new one I'd say, the Django Goodbye. jingle? No, uh, we have to do that this week. Do do it, because that was a good one. Oh, mm, a jingle jingle. He does the same thing at me, the no. Oh, no, the jingle jingle. <laughs> like that? Well, that's better than last week's. What was it? You were a bit hip-hoppy, or staccato-y last week. Well, anyway, the go with the best jingles. one. Let the For me, the quality of the jingle is everything, you know? So we're... Uh, okay, let's have a look now. At comments. Now time for comments. Jen, there should be a jingle. I'm going to assume <laughs> no, you're pl- you blowing. What are you doing now? What's wrong with you this week? <laughs> Nothing. Where have you been? I've been home. What Why do you always doing? think I've been in different places? Have you been playing with that dog? It's not even no, your dog. No, I haven't seen the dog. Who have you spent time with? Who have you talked to? No one. Well, that's good for them. <laughs> Just like, no, there's no point in saying these words. No, tell me, what is it? Did you go back ex- on a... Did you go Norris Trotten? No, there's some good donuts on the seaside. <laughs> you had some good donuts on the seaside and that's what you're calling a life, Jen? Yeah. And you had the gall to criticise yeah. Jordan Peterson for saying that... I didn't, did I? Well, you and we said I wasn't another colleague... Up. Or purposeless, I think, was the implication. Yeah, but a child's not purpose. It's just, oh, no, they're going to die. <laughs> don't let them die well thank you for applying for the job here at the orphanage <laughs> I'm afraid you're not exactly what we were looking for but we'll keep your some people are useless when they file. have kids still hmm? some people are still useless when they're parents are you trying to get at me <laughs> no it's not it's like you. an attack no it's such, that's where's you're... look we're in the comments area <laughs> well, banter's over okay. where's Steph Hoy uh, oh I keep forgetting about have Steph you driven Hoy. her away <laughs> no it was you just, Steph, I appreciate you. I love you. I ain't mad at you. Come back to us. <laughs> oh, Let's have a look at some of these other comments about the Jordan Peterson episode. Great episode. Very emotional. Did it do well on YouTube? Yes, it's a half a million. That's good. That's just a couple of days ago, you know. Yeah. It's good, Jen. <laughs> I know. I posted it. 
Look at the big shot. Look at the big shot posting a video, driving a BMW, sprinting back from Quick Fit. You already do. Making a jingle. You be aye. Look at me, Jenny. Look at me go. Child free. Child free. No purpose. Yeah. Jordan Peterson, episode comments. Start now. Mike Cummings, these conversations between Russell and Jordan are one of many things that remind me of my own personal desire to be the most attentive and supportive dad I can be. It reminds me too that Jenny May Finn can nary be trusted. I use the word nary to mean never. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And it was a good chat between Dr. Peterson and me, wasn't it? Yeah, I liked it. Did you eat cream egg during it? <laughs> no, that was um, that was during another one. You're always trying to wolf down a little treat, aren't you? Yeah. What about in the summers? I look up in the meditation ones above the noise. Our great new meditation <laughs> podcast, guided meditations every week. Try them out. Let me know what you feel. You can let me know at hello at russellbrand.com if you want. Or you can let me know at, I don't know how else you can let me know. Is there a way? They can tweet you. You could tweet me if you wanted. We'll find out. Anyway, it's good. And I see you. Sorry, Jim. I see you. <laughs> I'm not on my phone. No one texts me. I don't blame them, Jen. It's Demaya that texts me sometimes to have some advice or something, so I'll reply. What about the Norwich Trot? What's happening to it's that? It's gone. There's no Norwich No more trot. Norwich Trotting, no. trip trapping about in your big boots? There's no point. Why? Because I don't... I don't know... Jen, you've got to find love. (laughs) You've got to find it, Jen. No, but apparently you're not supposed to try to find it. Yeah, you've got to be at ease with who you are. That's right, actually, Jen, you're right. I was wrong. That doesn't happen very often. But the fact is that you've come in here smothered in perfumes. One perfume. Smothered in... It's not as good as the other one, is it? It's quite nice, but I prefer the other one. That other one that's sort sort of... You've got some sort of gender-neutral... What's yeah, it called? Gender neutral funk. Calfetti by Penhaligon. Calfetti by Penhaligon. <laughs> Sounds like an Harry Potter spell. Calfetti. Calfetti. Cairo's great for men. If you want one, that's for a man. I don't wear perfumes. I know. It's just your conditioner. <laughs> well, I know. It's just your conditioner. <laughs> when people smell you, they I know. It's just your conditioner. Or when people smell me. Because yeah. they, I smell Because it shows you've just put your Moroccan oil in. And Don't it smells f- really nice. And I, I have it too. I have the same conditioner. Is that what conditioner you use? Yeah. Different shampoo now, though. I thought you used something called Reek. <laughs> <laughs> By Stenchums. Only from Tommy. No. Everyone says you smell nice. Mm. Should we go do some touring when it's allowed? Do you need me there? Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be there, Jen. You've got such a large and enthusiastic team now. <laughs> <laughs> they are enthusiastic, aren't they? Should we, do we? It's about time we started starting some communities, isn't it? Mm. Don't think so? What they do you might mean? fall apart. Huh? They might fall apart. Well, everything's going to fall apart, Jen. You just said as much about children. Andrew T. Jordan Peterson has touched many lives. His studies and values will live on for many lifetimes. Thank you both for your hard work and dedication to truth and a meaningful life. I tell you what, it's worked really well, I think, because loads of people are going, you can't get Lumina in this country. You can't get Lumina in that country. What do you mean 28 quid? So people are really like... uh, Trying. Trying. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got a whole new set of subscribers and we might be able to rely on more than Steph Hoy for our comments section. Do you think Professor Noel Fitzpatrick's listening right now? I hope so. Super vet, how we love you. Do you like to think of him making an incision in the Doberman's gut no. while listening to your voice? 
perhaps allowing the blade to linger too long by a, a Doberman's gallbladder, thinking, oh, wait till she shut up. But I thought he liked it. He does like it. Okay. But he's not necessarily going to like you, Jen. Oh, but he was nice to me. Was he? Didn't he put Aggressively you in Aggressively nice. Yeah, it was aggressive. Nice. Lovely sort of a cuddle of the Irish. Yeah. Uh, we love you, Noel Fitzpatrick, if you are listening, and we hope you are. So uh, thanks, Jordan Peterson, for your hard work and dedication to a truth and a meaningful life. That's what we're looking for. We need freedom and a meaningful life. And by Jove, we're going to create it. Jody Ewings, nice name. I woke up today after a day that brought, up, brought me great emotional pain. Wow. Thankfully, two of my favorite mentors popped up on my feed. The depth of the pain they experienced brought such light to man's basic nature and needs. The podcast came to me in the most perfect moment. I'm so grateful. Thank you very much, Jody Ewings. Yep. She'd like to belong. I think we've got enough people to start a cult. Do yeah, you? but what, you don't know what they're like when they get annoyed. Yeah, the thing is as well, I'm a very private fellow. Yeah, why I do you want to commune, commune when you don't you, want to? You're a private fellow too, are you? <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I'm, it's a relief when people leave. I'm never more happy than when they're finally gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Jen, what, we could have a commune where you do have your own private hut, like I think the Ewoks had. <laughs> and a central hall, I think that's where they kept Han Solo. And there we would have lunch, you know, lunch? pop in there for lunch. I don't know. <clears throat> then we'd like, people go and do psychedelic shamanic trips and we've got electricity. What about the plumbing and the we could have plumbers. Huh? And the bins. We've got to be we've got to be carbon neutral. We've got to be ecologically mindful. It's gotta be an ecologically mindful cult that's like run using, you know, But wind what about and solar. people who have like issues and then they leave messy stuff and then and then they cry because they left the mess because of their trauma. Well, we will have people on site to help with trauma. <laughs> the whole time. We've got to be. We'll have to help deal but with they might get annoyed, like, stop using your trauma as an excuse for not doing the dishes. Jen, can you try and look at the bright side of the cult? <laughs> that should be a new jingle. Try and look at the bright side of the cult. Don't you the... worry about it, though. What, this is planning. Okay. So you are into it. I knew it. Now, of course, this Traitor's <laughs> Cove. <laughs> that sounds nice. <laughs> You'll be spending a lot of your time here, Jen, I fancy. No, obviously, it would be democratic. Look, what, there's no problems now. It's just the two of us, and there are sometimes problems. <laughs> but I mean, even in every area of your life, look, well, all I'm talking about, you're in a oh, cult anyway, oh. you're just in a big cult <laughs> called Western Capitalism, man. It's a big... Don't roll your eyes, Jen. <laughs> in a new cult, you'd be taken straight to Traitor's Cove for that. Um, okay, let's do a little... Uh, anyway, um, remember that cult jingle? That could be another one. We're okay. keeping Justin Hawkins. We're going to have to start paying him for this stuff. All right. No. Now, hold on. Right. Listener shout-outs. Do we have a jingle for that? Yeah. Cool. Listener shout-outs. Troy says, hi, Russell and Luminary family. I've really enjoyed the time I've listened. I'm heartened by the idea of constructing an alternate elite and your guests and perspective explore the fabrication of it from many directions. Thank you for this. And I wish you momentum in continuing to help and gather up the energy for a ch-ch-ch-chain reaction. Also, I love the banter between you and Jen. I fall in love every time I hear her beautiful laugh. <laughs> Jen, I feel a bit sick. I didn't choose it. And the amusement of, oh, Jen, I'm feeling bile rising. Because I'm, I'm feeling love. bile. <laughs> love bile. bile. <laughs> I don't think it's love bile, People Jen. feel nauseous when they're in love, right? 
They don't feel bile, though, do they, Jen? <laughs> a burning bile. A burning bile rising up inside them. Do they, Jen? It sounds like a song. A burning bile rising <laughs> up inside. Anyway, this person loves you, clearly. Poor Troy. So, Troy, I'm assuming you're writing this from inside some kind of institution for the mentally insane. And I wish you luck, Troy, on your journey to recovery. And are we all not just a little mad? Poor Troy. I love you, Troy. I'm only mucking about, mate. Just trying to have a bit of laugh. Just trying to have a bit of laugh. What, you think the cult's going to be joyless? Maybe. No. Okay. We've got enough joyless cults. That's what civilization already is. Now, listen. This bit of with Edward Snowden, he talks about ubiquitous surveillance and that we have to become criminals if we want privacy. Privacy is now a crime. That's how I'm looking at this. So, have a listen to this. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not a successful route. Yes, that's that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. Doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? Welcome to Russell Brand. Under the skin. What kind of technical measures for self-protection do you have to undertake? Is even now this conversation, do you have to do stuff that's pretty heavy in order to keep yourself somewhat safe? I mean, there's there's a sliding spectrum. Um, I'm a lot lazier now uh, than I was closer to 2013. Um, because even the government, I'm sure there's a guy at the NSA right now making a note of, you know, my connection details to you, which route it went over the internet you know they go uh, where do we think he likely lives now and how does he travel and what does he do and who's he talked to and oh he's got a connection to russell brand now you know put russell brand on the list oh shit russell brand's already on the list move him higher you know <laughs> um but uh it depends on the context right um when we talk in the practice of information security we talk about threat modeling um what are you trying to prevent what is the cost of compromise? Uh, what will they discover? Uh, and how much will that impact you? Uh, before I had full shields up, you know, I had to do everything possible uh, because there were literally members of the U.S. intelligence community fantasizing anonymously to newspapers about how they were going to kill me and they were going to, you know, poison me on the street and I was going to collapse in the shower. And it was I mean, this was lurid, very, very vivid storytelling uh, on the record. Um, and, uh, you know, former CIA directors saying I should be hung by the neck until dead and just wonderful stuff. Um, but as the years have gone by, uh, I, I think history has acquitted me um, of uh, sort of the worst of the allegations. All the stuff that the U.S. intelligence community said would come to pass uh, did not come to pass. The oceans didn't boil off. The atmosphere didn't ignite. Uh, we are still here. Uh, and the public is better for having known uh, the truth of the government's uh, crimes in 2013 as they continue today. Uh, and that makes me uh, more comfortable. Now, if you're asking me, you know, do I use an iPhone? Do I use an Android phone? Do I, you know, post on Facebook? Do I have all Google's crap everywhere? Uh, the answer, of course, is no. Um, I try to limit the reach these systems have in my life uh, to the maximum extent that's possible. But I also recognize that, that for some things, there are no alternatives. Um, what you have to do is create the minimum possible surface area. Uh, from a technical sense, we could go very deep here, 
But the foremost problem, I think, with uh, basically tracking people today on via mobile devices and things like that is all of the network communications that those devices are making, that your device is making right now as you look at it, uh, are invisible to you. You think you're watching you know, a YouTube video or listening to a podcast or, or whatever, um, but then you finish uh, and you put the phone down, the screen is off, it's just sitting on the charger or whatever. It's still communicating. It's communicating uh, with an enormous frequency. A lot of apps are connected in the background. They're reporting not just a single person. Uh, when you're watching YouTube, it's not just going to uh, Google. It's not just going to YouTube. It's not just going to Facebook. It's going to all of these different uh, companies that have embedded tracking code in all of the dumbest apps on your phone from big to small you know instagram obviously is a tracking nightmare but so is your weather app so is your calculator so is any kind of little shim they can get into your device they're using to track you and here's the beautiful part of all of that let's say you install every app from your phone you just open up that uh sort of app drawer and there's nothing in it it's a beautiful clean background image so long as that phone is on even if you turn off location services, even if you turn off GPS, um, it is still tracking your location uh, every minute of the day that you have it with you by virtue of the way the cell phone network works. You're connected to the nearest cell phone tower, right? That tower registers the location of your phone's handset, your phone's SIM card, which holds your phone number. Your phone number is, of course, related to your billing information. Even if you've got no other information on your phone. Now that telecommunications company has that. They store those records in perpetuity, basically. AT&T in the United States, one of our largest telecommunications providers, saves your calling records, right? Uh, going back to 1987, you might go, oh, well, it's my calling records, whatever. But that's more than most people's lifetimes that are you know, watching something like this. Um, and then your movements, is sort of tower locations that you were connected to. Uh, AT&T holds that going back to 2008. So they got, what, 12, 13 years of your movements, right, in perfect precision. What are the other phone companies doing? And, you know, you look in the UK, for example, they've got the Snoopers Charter, uh, which is one of the most extreme surveillance bills, the most extreme surveillance bill in the history of Western democracy. Uh, it's passed to, uh, you know, unfortunately, very little opposition. Um, and just in the last months, the Home Office has been exposed as uh, collecting everybody secretly, everybody's out there at these uh, internet service providers, uh, their internet connection records, right? Uh, well, that's effectively your browsing history. Even if they don't see the sub uh, page that you're looking at, say you go to a newspaper site, they don't necessarily see which article you downloaded if it was encrypted. Uh, they see where you read your news. They see which parties' uh, websites you're connected to. They, they see your partisan slants. They see where you shop. They see your literary interests. They see your search activities uh, based on which links you've clicked out of through those search results if they can't see the search results directly, which in the case of internet connection records, they often can't. And for them, that's like, oh, business as usual. This is the way it's going to be. We're, we're testing it out just to make sure it's, it's safe for everybody. They call this bulk collection, and they say that's not the same as mass surveillance. Uh, 
but I think we know better. It's like in order to have any kind of privacy or freedom, you ha would have to elect to live like a gangster. You'd have to say, I'm going to get someone else to buy me a phone. They'll be registered on that phone. I'll take that phone. I'll be, there'll never be a traceable connection between me and this device. I'll never turn on these apps. I'll never put on these. So the, like you have to become, it's created a system that you'd have to, become criminal or criminalized in order to live with what would have be once been regarded as a sort of an inhered right to privacy and freedom it's a, a kind of a degree of um power that in a sense makes a i suppose why perhaps why this has been such a an extraordinary story for our time is because comprised in it uh, is so much revelation this is what power is. This is how behave, uh, how power behaves. This is what's required in order to confront it. This is what happens when you confront it. In a sense, uh, like this is why I, I, I respect your modesty around, um, you know, the heroism and the, the kind of restrictiveness of that label and how it might disempower ordinary people to take the kind of actions that will be required if ever these systems were going to be confronted, if ever there was going to be meaningful changes, if ever these great behemoths were ever going to be challenged. It would require all of us individually and collectively to find in ourselves the ability to no longer be prisoners of comfort and convenience and to find deep resources and say, yes, OK, right, let's do it. Let's create a different future. I recognise why you do that, but the but the fact is is that your actions and your subsequent response to that for me bears out what like um you know I heard Glenn Greenwald say I think on Joe Rogan that you're the most extraordinary person that he's ever met, and I think that um, in spite of your modesty, uh, I've to think you're a truly remarkable human being, and I'm very very grateful to you for the sacrifices you've made personally. Uh, I'm, I'm fathomable to anybody looking in from the outside, and I, I thank you for your example. I have to say thank you very much. Those are some very kind words. Um, one one thing that I'll uh, leave people with. If you're enjoying this conversation, join me over at Luminary for the rest of our discussion and for all the latest episodes of Under the Skin, plus Above the Noise, a weekly podcast. Enlightened, get all awakened and enlightened while learning the real raw deal what we're in now, huh? What? that's my new slogan <laughs> uh, uh, go to luminarypodcast.com to start your free trials and you'll get like hours of entertainment there's a back catalogue of hundreds of these things not to mention all the other brilliant content providers but, and yeah. Steph Hoy we miss you and Noel Fats, <laughs> Noel Fats Patrick we love thee too and Justin Hawkins how we love them oh yeah and the goodbye thing is happening right let's listen the to the goodbye harmony. now it's a four part harmony yeah is it yeah when he goes Ooh. play it now can you? Do I have the capacity to play it so that I can hear it and comment yeah, on it? Yeah, hold on. Here it is, the jingle by Justin Hawkins. Can you hear that? Thank you. <laughs> is that a four-part harmony? No, wait, when the second time around he does it. Sounds exactly like Michael Jackson, if you ask this me. This bit. I think that sounds really good. I mean, he's done an amazing job with the arrangement, the construction and everything. Also, didn't you like... Are you surprised by how like Michael Jackson that sounds? It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly like him. No, he doesn't agree. Justin doesn't agree. That's exactly like Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't agree, Justin doesn't... Well, and you don't agree neither? It's exactly like... Looking out, you make him believe. <laughs> 
That was the Michael Jackson's career. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think? Um, yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's play it out, Jen. Next week, Marianne Williamson. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for listening.